And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 51. Hi, and how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing pretty great. Uh, If you're hearing this on Thursday, we just celebrated our... I'm not even quite sure what to call it, first introduction day, where lots of people just said hello. And it was a big love fest, and it was fantastic. And thank you for making that possible. I'm going to get right into the first story because we do have a lot of questions after the fact, and I do want to keep the uh, the file size a certain size, so forgive me, but we're going to get right into it, and I'm going to let a slightly altered state Jack take it from here. The first piece today is called Toke and Stroke. Okay, so... Uh, just right out the bat, I'm horny as shit, I'm already very hard, and I'm in a great mood, I'm in a great place, I really wanted to record this, and this is one of the, for whatever reason, most often recorded things that you guys ask of me. Uh, has been for months now, uh, number one with a bullet, is to just do a rambly, kind of normal, everyday talking to you thing. Um, well, hi. So, just to be clear, I'm very, very slightly high. Uh, I took just the littlest, just the littlest uh, uh, toke, and um, this is a strain that's known for uh, being good to have sex on, and it is no joke and no irony, called Pineapple Jack. And uh, feel free to look it up. <clears throat> but that's what's happening. <laughs> um, and I just, I'm feeling very in love with my fan base at the moment. They have treated me so nicely. Uh, since before the holidays began, until now, it wouldn't be a ramble audio unless a plane was coming in overhead. <laughs> uh, I'm just very in love with you guys, and it feels like it's mutual. It feels like it's a big love fest. And sometimes I just want to come to you. And I don't know if you've ever heard my edging audio, but it feels a lot like that today. It feels a lot like... uh, It feels a lot like... What I want is just this bounty of pictures in front of me that are you guys, that were, to some degree or another, for me. Right? That's very exciting. It really strokes my ego. And, well, I have something that you don't. I have all of these pictures that were meant for you, that I've kept for this uh, 10,000 post celebration. So... Yeah, and yowza. (laughs) Um, Right now, there's a picture show going on in front of me. Um, I promise I will delete all of these images when this audio is done. Not right after. I have a feeling I'm going to be pretty tired. But after it's done, uh, I don't save pictures that people send to me, just in case. So... Here's here's where we're at. I'm going to jerk off to the images. If you sent me a nude and you said I could publish it or didn't say not to, uh, and it hasn't been posted on the blog, you're in here, and it's just randomly going from picture to picture after three seconds, which is too short, I have discovered. Uh... I don't know what I was thinking with that setup, but I've already got the cock in hand, so that's what's happening. 
And then the fun thing about this timing, if I get everything right, if I if I did my diligence and made this a good little surprise, you'll hear this probably before you see the pictures. And then that makes a fun little game of well, who did who did he like the most and who did he come to and all those silly little questions. So if you're a fan and you sent in a pick for public consumption, I mean, I've already been talking for a couple of minutes here. There's a pretty good chance this is happening. <sighs> and don't you just love it? I have to tell you, I don't think I do anything as risque, <clears throat> as out there, as crazy, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the most insane thing I can ever do. Uh, it's just... Listen, I know you don't send in naked pictures to a guy because you hope he compliments your smile. Alright, I'm not naive. But, really and truly, the way that you gals react to something like this, I know I'm playing with fire a little bit. <sighs> well, I'm a little bit high and my cock is really, really hard. Just, oh, it just doesn't matter at the moment. Uh, inhibitions are uh, definitely decreased. And because I'm a little bit high, I wanted to say de-amplified. <laughs> I so constantly these days want to just be bad and just make a title or something like daddy's cock hurts just to see what happens the answer would be nothing good but <laughs> it might be fun
That sounds a lot more unpleasant than it was, I promise, kiddos. <laughs> I have to stop the slideshow, though. It's, it's very weird. There we go. Let me get close to you. <clears throat> Hi. You can tell I'm getting in better shape because now, after I come, it doesn't take me uh, 30 seconds and two adjustments to get back. Uh, to the microphone. Hi! How are you guys doing? Uh, so that stuff sounds a lot more... Um, there's a cat outside. If Mrs. Kitty sees it, she's gonna go fucking berserk, because look at the size of that fucker. It's a big cat. Uh... <laughs> I totally forgot where I was. <laughs> I really should have set up like a bulletin with notes or something at the beginning of this. Oh, me. Oh, my. Uh, that was not thinking ahead, Jackie boy. So, I guess take it back from the last thing that I remember, which is this is a get high and masturbate and ramble. I just masturbated, so we just began a ramble, but I don't... Oh, I think I might have it, but maybe not. So, uh, the strain is called Pineapple Jack. It was recommended to me uh, by a lovely fan. And, uh, yeah, a couple of different places said that it's just a very fun strain to have orgasms and sex on. So... Uh, not that any of you care, but as I've begun to experiment with, with, uh, with marijuana, my, my medical card and all the rest, and just get out of pain and that kind of thing, the first thing I discovered is I'm a lot more sexually playful, uh, when I'm out of pain. Like, suddenly there's a lot more slack and leeway, uh, with anonymous comments coming in and saying something flirty, um, suddenly there's a lot more leeway and maybe even a response. So the lack of pain alone, forget the buzz, forget anything else. The lack of pain alone really helps. So then the next thing up that I've discovered is uh, indica, the, the, the strain of marijuana that's supposed to make you quote-unquote couch lock, that's supposed to make you feel very heavy and you want to go to sleep and that kind of thing. That's the kind that does it for me, sexually. Uh, I enjoy both highs very much, but that's where that's where my penis is like, Hosea, something about the void, something about oblivion, uh, just really turns them on. It's the same thing with booze. Uh, that's, that's where the monster lives, I guess. So there's that. So Pineapple Jack is a hybrid. I think it's mostly sativa, if I have my my research correct. And then it's a little bit of indica. So I didn't have high hopes. Um, I'm naturally a cynic, so no surprise there. But let me tell you, it's just enough indica to get that engine roaring, but not a couch lock high. So you can be you can be flying on it as well. And it's just been wonderful. 
but it's kind of like a whimpering almost sad like it's it's almost like oh i don't want it to end and i just know i just know with a partner who has no such qualms or quarrels about it ending uh and in fact should i would hope uh get a lot of pleasure and have a lot of power out of uh being ooh tummy rumble sorry it's uh it's been a bit of a busy day and i haven't had anything to eat yet don't be mad at me i promise i'm gonna eat as soon as i'm done with this it's a it's a it's a real highfalutin high work week but i wouldn't have any other way so uh uh oh (laughs) i was talking about pineapple jack and the strains i don't quite know where my end I swear I only had a little toke it's probably because I haven't eaten today I didn't think that affected it (laughs) but maybe it does (sighs) it's been a busy week it's been a lovely week it's going to continue being busy after I get done recording this you girls are definitely not letting me have uh, time off and that's okay I don't uh I asked for it, and before anybody pouts or cries or says anything for attention, I know that you'll give me all the time off I need. You're very generous on that. Uh, I just, I asked for a lot, and I got a lot this week, and it's, man, what a week. It's pretty crazy. Oh, this is much harder to ramble on than I thought. So, I guess I'll just put a few thoughts out there, almost like I'm a podcast or something because so many of you send in the occasional request of of will you do this will you do that in regards to other kinds of streaming and other kind of content so just to sort of talk to you all because i'm i guess i'm too high to remember things that i thought of today it's all yesterday or before that's clear but anywho uh as the blog becomes more and more interconnected and uh, people start saying hello to each other and that kind of thing, I just think it's natural to expand that impulse because Tumblr is not good for any other kind of communication that isn't one-on-one or top-down. And so without revealing too much, I've got a couple of wonderful ladies of the night helping me and... We're going to try and and expand the ability for for us to communicate with each other in real time and 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 do things in real time. So <clears throat> I've heard you, and it's been on my mind, and I've been wondering how to implement it. And then this week has just been so amazing, and so lovely, and so great that I just I'm, I'm putting more resources in that corner. So. Gosh, I know in the past I've I've come and then talked about dogs and stuff. Uh, this is a different kind of ramble, but it is what you 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 guys requested—a chemically altered ramble. This is, this is the result. Uh, the sh- the chef cooked it to your. <laughs> I really should have gone with an engineer. The chef cooked it to your specifications. I don't. There's got to be a better idiom than that. That's definitely not an idiom. Wouldn't it be wild if that one cut on? Like, that's that's my contribution to the zeitgeist, to the human experience. Nothing else, just... The chef cooked it to your specifications. Just that witty little retort that people say. Oof. <laughs> there you go. There's a bit more of a standard ramble. And with that, I say goodbye. Because... This has been wonderful, but I feel so silly. And yes, of course, there will be more rambles in the future. Uh, But maybe you guys can request stuff like he handcuffs her to a four-post bed or something. That's a little bit more narratively easy. Okay, thank you very, very much. And uh, on to the questions.
And I hope you enjoyed that piece. I promise I'm not at all cowering in embarrassment. Uh, up next, it is question time, and we have quite a few of them, so let's get into it. Not as rambly this week, uh, just uh, trying to keep the podcast a certain size. So up first, we've got... Hey, Jack, how's hey. it going? Um, this is my first time doing this, so if I ask any repeaters or anything, I apologize. Um, I have four questions for you today. Okay. First off, what is your guilty pleasure TV show or movie? Because I ooh, guilty pleasure TV show right now is definitely either Rick and Morty or Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, they both make me laugh hysterically. They're both really kind of gross, morally, ethically. Uh, but I love them both. I love them both. Uh, once again, this is Katie, and now I, I let her actually finish part one of her question. I feel like everyone has that one movie or whatever that they're a little bit embarrassed to admit that they like. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe you have no shame. I don't know. I have That's tons of why shame. I'm asking. Thank you. Um, second, are you one of those sick, disgusting people that don't need an alarm to wake up in the morning? Or are you like uh -oh. the more normal people who need three alarms and to hit snooze 50 times? And still probably wake up late. I, unfortunately, I am a natural waker. Uh, and not only that, but once I wake, generally speaking, I'd say maybe once a month I want to go back to bed. But generally speaking, I, I, I wake up and I'm up. And I know that that makes people upset, but maybe you should stop drinking so much caffeine. It's, it's what's got you trapped in the cycle. Um, third. Oh, uh, yeah. If you got a dog, what kind of dog would you get? Very important question. And last... If I got a dog, it would be a mutt. Every dog I've ever owned is a mutt. Every dog I've ever gotten is a rescue. I've never had a purebred dog. If a purebred dog should just magically appear, what would I like? An English bulldog. I've always thought that they were super cute. But uh, I will have a dog again one day, and it will be a mutt. And there's something very special about going to that shelter and taking the animal that you've chosen into the bonding area and just seeing how, how you react with each other and just holding it close and whispering in its ear, if I spring you from here, you owe me for life. All right, next one. Last but not least, okay. I know you've said before that you're not a big sweets person, <laughs> but let's be real, everybody likes Girl Scout cookies. And if someone sure. told me they didn't, I would call them a liar and throw cookies at them. And, yeah. So, what is your favorite kind of Girl Scout cookie? Okay, that's it. Um, this is not going to lie. I've been a little awkward. <laughs> you were less lovely. so awkward on your end. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your week and weekend. Okay, bye! Thank you very much. That was not awkward at all. You were absolutely lovely. My favorite Girl Scout cookie is for sure Thin Mint. No, I have not put them in the freezer and tried that yet. Uh, I've only just heard of it recently. Uh, I will absolutely do it one day. And actually, not too long ago, one of the things I wanted to experiment with on marijuana, uh, taste-wise, was, was Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies. And there's a knockoff brand. They're not as good. There's a knockoff that you can get in the store year-round. It's called the the Grasshopper Cookie, and I had those, and they were fantastic. So I would absolutely do some uh, some Girl Scout cookies. Uh, I want to do them frozen next time. Up next we have... Ooh, this is the same file length, I'm afraid. This is supposed to be Grace. Well, hello, Sir Knight. Um, my name's Katie, and I'm not very tech-savvy. I have mixed up... Uh, Katie and Grace. Last was Grace. This is Katie. Apologies, Grace. Abby, I'm completely serious here. My 60-year-old mother can work a computer better than I can, <laughs> but at least I can find the on button, you know, usually. So I hope this finds you well. <laughs> uh, I think you were just stellar, and I've got a few questions for you. Oh, aren't you First, sweet. as a singer and musician, I'm curious if you suddenly got the talent to sing or play an instrument of your choosing, what would you choose and why? 
Ooh, if I could suddenly get the talent, like if it just came to me, it would definitely be piano singing. Uh, I I know how sexy a guy who can play piano and sing is. I am I'm not an idiot. I I see the appeal of your Harry Connick Juniors and Hugh Laurie's alike. So if I could magically get the power, I'd be a piano boy, and I find piano girls to be incredibly sexy. Tori Amos through Fiona Apple and uh, quite a few of the girls in between. Uh, abs- ab- it's a magical power. When someone sings while they're playing the piano, it's it's like they're sitting at an altar and summoning something. It's surreal, the power that has. So dead, dead away, that's my choice. Uh, my second question is, if someone wrote a song for you, what would you uh, want it to be called? Uh-oh. I know it's kind of cheesy, but just humor me, pretty, pretty, please. (laughs) If someone was going to write a song about me, I guess it would be something really, like, special and humble. Like, Like, maybe something just, like, very simple, like Pillar, right? Like a pillar that supported the person. Or maybe... Just option number two, just spitballing here. Uh, holy crap, that was the greatest dick I ever did ride. That that's, you know, between the two, I'm really I'm really torn. So uh, it's a tie, and then I'll think about it later. Um, and then third, uh, what's your most prized possession? For me, it's my favorite stuffed animal, Hunch. Aww. He's this stuffed dog I got for my uh, my ninth birthday. And uh, I can't sleep without him. He's very worn, very cute. He has his own wardrobe. Better clothes than I do. (laughs) You know, he's spoiled. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Most prized possession. uh, I've got a couple of of books that are autographed. I have uh, a couple of presents that have very significant sentimental value. Uh, I think if I, if I had to, if I had to say, I have a box of love letters that I've never looked at. I've just kept them. And of course I'm adding the the letters that women have, have sent to me, uh, in the mail to this box because they've all just been so lovely. All the, all the physically written ones. And I don't know if I'll ever actually look at it, but when I think about it, it makes me quite happy. It's very much, it's like a, a dragon's emotionally emotional gold hoard, if that makes sense. So I don't actually ever read the letters because I'm dyslexic and it's on paper. <laughs> but I, if I had to, it would either be the books or that. Uh, they're very meaningful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to do it for my questions. Uh, anyways, you are absolutely wonderful. Please take care of yourself and oh, keep gosh. up that. Uh, amazing work. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, that was cheesy, even for me. Um, I'll stop now. Oh. Have a good one. Love you? you. I love you too, Katie. Uh, again, apologize for, apologies for switching up those two names. Oh, my. I don't even know what to do with that. Okay. Up next, we've got Poppy. Hi, Jack. It's Hello. Poppy. Hi. Um... First time submitting questions, and I'm going to have three of them for you. Hooray! So, let's get started. Yes. Question number one. Do you think dyslexia has changed the way you interact with stories and words? Oh, well, uh, undeniably, but the answer is I don't know how. Right? God damn it. I knew I forgot to close something. Sorry for that noise. Uh, Undeniably, I just don't know how because I've always lived with it. Um... Not to gross anybody out, this there's, poop is involved in this. I I once read a theory from a historian that the original Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., the original Martin Luther, the Protestant rebel, um, just had a horrible, I don't know, Crohn's disease or something. They 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 did tests and they found out that he had it. Um, he had a horrible bowel movement uh, relationship, and so he would be, and it was noted. Uh, in writings, that he would be alone in the woods for long, long periods of time. And this historian thought uh, and cited it with with some mentions that 
this is where he did his thinking. And maybe if Martin Luther wasn't an angry pooper, uh, there wouldn't be Protestantism as we know it today. So do I think dyslexia has altered my ability to relate to stories? Yes, absolutely. I have to spend more energy. There's a higher price of admission for me, even if the, even if the book is free. Um, but what, what that changed is if I wasn't dyslexic, who knows? I have no clue. Question number two. Okay. What particular activity do you look forward to the most when you break your celibate streak? Uh, sex. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Before I ask my final question, <laughs> I would like to thank you for all your hard work and for the work you're putting out there that we all enjoy. Thank you. So here's my final question. Okay. If Mrs. Kitty could speak human, what do you think she'd give you shit about the most? Who? Thanks, Jack. Uh, she's a real fussy eater. Uh, she's the fussiest eating cat I've ever had. I think I've mentioned... Thank you, thank you, Poppy, before I forget. Uh, I I know that must have been scary for you, because Poppy actually has a very fun personality, if you've ever seen her on the blog. So <laughs> she must have been terrified to send in those questions. And if you see her, you should give her some love. That was very brave of her. Uh, she's a very fussy eater. I think I've mentioned this before. She doesn't even eat wet food at all, period. I got it for her first time when she got fixed as like a little welcome home meal. And then she just screamed at me until I poured dry kibble in and and just ate around the wet food. Swear to goodness. And she's always been like that. When my mom watched her, she thought I was making up a legend of the cat that would not eat wet food. Because, of course, my mom uh, and, and my dad and I, when I was a kid, we had tons of cats. We had tons and tons of cats. We had normal cats and barn cats and kind of hybrids, frankly, which are their own thing. Uh... <laughs> But but all of them would just gobble up wet food. And so when she watched her, she said, yeah, I put wet food out there. I would leave it for two or three days. Don't worry. I also put kibble out. But, like, she wouldn't touch it. I'd just have to throw it away every time. And it's uh, it's true. So she would definitely all the time be going, Jack, what the fuck? I'm not expecting Le Cordon Bleu here. But if you could fucking get your marshmallow ass into gear and actually fix me something that not only provides sustenance... But to escape from the drudgery of your company, I would be obliged. I think that's how she would talk. Up next, we have Serena. Hey, Jack. Uh, this is Serena. Ooh, we're going to turn her up just one little bit. Try again. Hey, Jack. Hi. Uh, this is Serena. Hello. I uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been a, a long-time listener. Great. Um, but recent... Uh, participant, I hey. guess you could say, on the uh, on the blog and such. Aww. Um, I have a couple questions. Okay. The first one, I I don't know if anyone's actually asked yet. Um, maybe it's it's too obvious and it's actually a dumb question, but <laughs> I was wondering if Jack is your real name, um, or if it's an alias. Uh, if it isn't your real name, what made you choose Jack? And if it is, um, what made you choose to? Uh, share that piece of information with us. Was it um, purely practical so that you wouldn't maybe say your real name in a live stream or something? <laughs> or uh, was it something else? Um, the second question... Well, that was quite the question. For one, thank you, Serena, for coming out of the shadows and asking the questions. And for two, Jack's the name. Uh, Jack, Jack is what I'm called. It's on the computer and everything. Is... <laughs> if you had to take a gander... How would you think your um your closest friends and family might describe you to a stranger? Ooh. Or uh, alternatively, how do you think they might describe you to um one of your fans? Ooh. Uh, what uh what do you think they'd have to say for for the people out there who listen to you? Oh. Um. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do, and hope you have a great week. Uh. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hard-hitting questions. And I'll explain why I was oofing through there. Uh, number three is definitely the easiest to answer of question B. Uh, you said you have two questions. You have like 17 questions. You just have two headers. Uh, num number three is the easiest. They they have always said that I lacked the ability to promote myself, self-esteem, etc. Uh, 
a, a lot of people, whether close to me or not, have said, I don't understand why you're not just much more, hooray, I'm great. I don't understand what this model and act is about. Um, so it would definitely be like, he's amazing. Don't let him, don't let him fool you. That would be, that would be pretty high up there collectively. Uh, buy his shit because every, everybody who's known me wants me to be successful. Uh, yeah, he's maybe, let's see. They would lovingly say something like, he's not as bad as he seems when he's grumpy. That would definitely be in there because I can be an absolute grump monster and let's not pretend otherwise. Um, yeah, I th I think those those would be the high ones. That's what they would say to you. The reason why I was oofing and the reason I'm going to say no answer to the first two parts of that question is I discovered a long time ago that me trying to project myself into other people's thoughts like that just does me no good. I just always assume people are thinking the worst about me. And so when I try and project myself into someone else's head... All I see is a Lewis Carroll-esque inversion of me and how awful I am. Um, I'm smiling because this sounds very silly. It's on the spot. This is kind of a major confession that I, like a psychopath, go through existence without trying to imagine how other people view me. But I found it makes me very happy and it makes me a better person when I no longer care uh, my natural instinct is is not to set fires or destroy things when I think nobody cares or sees me, uh, but rather to chill the hell out. So, yeah, that went down a weird path. Uh, <laughs> I know you were just expecting something kind of nice and fun, like, oh, they would say he's lanky. Uh, but I, I promise to be honest with you and, and answer these questions as they came up. Let's see. Let's see. Up next... We have Visceral Vice, I hope. Hi, Jack. Hello. How are you? I'm well. You can call me Vice. Okay. I have a quick question sure. regarding your career. So, do your friends and family know about what you do? And <laughs> how has their reaction been to it? Are they supportive? And um, I hope that you keep on making more. It's been a pleasure to be listening to you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have the loveliest voice. It has the softest affect. Uh, what? Thank you, Vice. That was wonderful. Yes, they do know. I, I'm laughing because, of course, if Kismet had just arranged these two questions in the other way. Uh, oh, well. Uh, yes, they know. And in fact, because I've answered that before, here's a quick little tidbit since you guys like those so much. I recently, uh, not too long ago just invited them to look at, uh, uh, not them, but a friend, to look at the page. It's a it's a guy friend. I don't talk about my guy friends and the Grey Knight so much because there there is shockingly little to say uh, on that subject matter. There's very few questions and they repeat often is, is how I'll put it. But I recently showed it to a guy friend and he he went from this is great and this is interesting to... Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Are they still doing that? And there's more of them? And it was a real big, frankly, fucking ego boost. I felt fantastic as it finally felt like he was seeing what I was seeing. Um, for a while there, I was feeling like maybe maybe I'm a little bit wrong about this and, and how big I think it could get. Uh, because this guy doesn't see it, and he's entertained by monster trucks. So, all right. Uh, friend slam, because I know he's never going to listen to this. He's too afraid that he might hear me jerking off. <laughs> uh, all right, up next we have Bailey. Hey, Jack. Hello. It's Bailey. Hi. You've said in the past that you're a fan of RPGs. I so sure am. I was wondering what your opinion of tabletop RPGs are. Are you like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of guy? Personally, I just started in a Pathfinders group, and oh. it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for answering my question, hopefully, and thank you for being awesome and having such a lovely community. Thank, well, thank you, Bailey. You're lovely, and you're a member of the community. That makes it lovelier. Uh, I, oh, there, because I'm so jealous. I'm told Pathfinder is basically just a simplified version 
of of one of the D&D rule sets, which is highly considered to be the most fun. And that sounds amazing. My opinion on tabletop RPG games is I would love to play a simple, consistent one. Like if there was just a, a Pathfinder that I could join for two hours a week, maybe three, and had that level of commitment, I would love. I kind of miss it. Um, in a way, raiding in World of Warcraft is kind of like a tabletop RPG. And I, I have a hankering for it. I just don't have the time, right? I just, I don't have the blocks of time alone, much less the time you need to prep. So, I, <laughs> I'm jealous, Bailey. I wish I could be playing some Pathfinder. Okay, up next we have Michelle. Hi, hi, Jack. Please forgive the potential repeated questions. Okay. Anywho, question number one. I think I remember you answering this once, and if I remember correctly, I think I was kind of flabbergasted by the answer, okay. but who is your favorite Game of Thrones character and why? Okay, it changes, all right? I've admitted that. In my last watch-through, I watched seasons one through five. I've read the books as well before any of y'all throw that at me. In my last watch-through of the show, I identified with Braun, Tyrion's man. I I get it, man. He's a, he's a straight-shooting mercenary. He understands what the rules of the game are. Kill or be killed. Make some coin. Spend it real quick, because you never know what the fuck's going to happen when you're off-screen and you have no control over shit. Uh, I, I identified with him very much. Uh, the one that I say that like I think is going to play a big role that gets every, that I'm either totally right or totally wrong about, I think, I think Gendry... Gendry or Gendry is going to uh, is gonna sit on the Iron Throne. That's my theory. It has been for a while. Um, especially especially if you read the books, they spend way too much time on a certain storyline for it not to come back in a big way. And so that's my theory. Now maybe it's all a fake out. It's for people like me who read too much into it. You know, maybe George R R was Westworlding me a little bit, but. Uh, my answers are pretty consistently uh, those those guys, but I will say there's a brief interlude for anybody. I'm not I'm not going to say any particular spoilers, but uh, the fact that I ever applauded without irony, Cersei Lannister means that the show who knows who I'm going to think is the best by the time the Hamleting of all these uh, monarchs is over. Who knows? All right, we're still on, we're still why. On. Okay. Number two, if you could give advice to your past self, what would it be, and when would you have wanted to receive it? <sighs> Number three. If I could just teleport back to 13-year-old me, who was this bleeding heart romantic and thought he knew everything, and just grab his giant fucking marshmallow head, or maybe his, his overpuffed shoulders. I, parts of me were way too big at that age. Anyway. If I could just grab me by the shoulders and shake my marshmallow head, how about that? And just go, stop fucking caring about what women think about you. Uh, I was teased really, really bad at that period. And women were constantly telling me, you know, I was totally silent. I'm a very silent person, believe it or not. And And without asking any girl out or all that, I would constantly just be barraged by them saying no woman will ever like me i'm so ugly you're so you're so wretched uh it you know slightly more 13 year old terms and i believed it i internalized it all i did by the time i even got to high school i just like had given up on it and i think one of my my favorite celebrity stories to throw in there is uh captain picard <laughs> uh, the actor who started playing him, Patrick Stewart, started going bald when he was a teenager, and he just accepted that no woman would ever find him sexy. And and whenever I come across this story, people are like, "No, I can't believe it." And and my answer is, if women started teasing him about him turning bald when he was thirteen or fourteen, uh, you know, the bald spots and what have you, I absolutely believe it. Because uh, if something plays an uh, eminent role in your life, it's just how you feel. Third question. Three. When did you first want to become a writer? Not necessarily Ooh. the just the erotic stuff. I mean, unless you've started off wanting to do the erotic <laughs> stuff too. But in general, like, 
did something specific bring you there or did you always just sort of know you wanted to be a writer? Number f- I've always known, I've told a story previously about uh, writing notebooks full of stories by the third grade. I've always wanted to be a storyteller. I don't know if I ever really want to be uh, a writer in the sense that the write- writer is used now, i.e. books and short stories. I still, there's a there's a hope for me one day I can get a TV show. I would love to do that. I would love to be a screenwriter. Uh, I just want to tell stories. That's one of my favorite things to do with you guys is just live stream and shoot the shit and, and tell stories both real and true and make up characters. I live there. I I love telling stories and making people happy. If you could choose a dystopian or apocalyptic narrative to live in, oh. what would it be and how would you rate your survivability based on your current self? I choose none of them because they're post-apocalyptic dystopian societies and they're awful. Let me die. Fuck no. I say give me the give me the old T2, the old Terminator 2 and just let me die in the nuke. Uh but if I survive the nuke, at least I'll get killed by a sweet ass robot. So Terminator 2. All right. Last one, number 5. Um, what music are you listening to nowadays? <laughs> and, um, that's all I got. So, thanks, Jack, for everything. Oh, Michelle, thank you. You're very, very sweet. She's a friend of the blog. She's on there quite a quite a lot. I believe her screen name off the top of my head is Sphinx Smiles. But I'm dyslexic, so I mess up on that a lot. Um... I'll I'll be I'll level with you. I'm listening to a lot of experimental stuff. I'm listening listening to a lot of uh, NPR Tiny Desk concerts. A lot of fun there, and then uh, quite a bit of Electric Six. They're just a great band to unwind to. And then I I'm kind of going back into a prog rock phase. I've been listening to a lot. People have been asking me for prog rock recommendations, which of course gets the wheel turning, and I go, "Ooh, I haven't heard that album in a, in a long time." And remember, I liked prog rock back when I was still totally sober. So, okay, up next we have D slash Danae. Hey Jack, it's great to have you back again. Thank you. I'd like to wish uh, to you and the ladies a very, very good year, since the last one wasn't very kind <laughs> to any of us. No, it was not. As far as I know. I'd like to hope that uh, 2017 will be a little bit better, but... Um, so far, I'm not being very <laughs> optimistic. Maybe I'm still under the influence of uh, 2016. Who knows? You know, being sentimental and all that, I seem to get uh, a bit uh, emotional these days. Well, uh, off to the questions now. So, uh, now that my exams are over, Finally, uh, I started uh, watching a new series called Emerald City, and I'm not sure if I quite like it or not. It is more of a trippy mix of Wizard of Oz and Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, with that as my starting point, I'd like to ask you what's your favorite classic uh, let's say children's books such as Wizard of Oz, uh, Alice in the Wonderland, and all that. Classic children's stories that I just love. Uh, Leo the Lion is one of my favorite. Uh, for personal reasons, sometimes I do feel like Leo the Lion. I feel like this tiny little lion who went through life and then all of a sudden got hit by a lightning bolt known as therapy, and suddenly he became roaring like a lion. Um... So that's a classic one. I think that's a... I don't know if that's originally an Aesop fable or not. I know it's from antiquity. Uh, it's a lion who gets raised by a flock of sheep from a cub. So he thinks he's a sheep. It's uh, it's pretty great. I would say... Oh, gosh. Island of the Blue Dolphin. That was, that was kind of a young adult child book that I loved. Um, I'm thinking of young adult books because I want to say Lord of the Flies as well. So you're thinking children, children book. Um, Charlotte's Web. I quite enjoyed that one. That's a children's book. 
A Wrinkle in Time. That's a children's story that I quite, quite liked. I never read the uh, his Dark Material trilogy. Pullman was never an offer. Uh, but when I read it later, after it started to become popular, um, boy, I would have loved it as a kid. Question number two. Back when you were in school, were there any teachers you hated? <laughs> I didn't seem to get along with most of my teachers, uh, but there were one or two that were definitely the worst people I could ever meet in my life. And uh, question number three. I had one teacher, I won't say too much about her because I loathe her and I don't want to say negative things, but I will tell one story. This is pre- Cell phones being everywhere. This is certainly pre-cell phones being uh, in rural New Mexico. So she was a communications teacher. I was required to take a communications degree. And this is at a very political time. This is in a very, this is in a very Democrats are stupid, Republicans are in control time. And she said that a non-government organization... Um, let's just say the TSA, it's not the TSA, but it's TSA-esque. Uh, the TSA is a, is a component of the government, and and in this case, she would have said it's not. It's the reverse of that. Um, and I just said very plainly, oh, that's not true. And of course, nobody has a cell phone to look it up. This is a communications classroom. It doesn't have internet connection for its computers yet. Um just realizing I'm describing an apocalypse to a certain amount of, of the viewership right now. They cannot imagine the scenario I'm describing. And yet here it was. So she just demanded that I apologize for interrupting her. And I, I, I did. But I stood firm by the fact that it was she was factually incorrect. And so she just got hotter and hotter at it and then left and brought security back with me. And I said very plainly, uh, now I had lost my shit at this point, but when I'm angry, when I'm really angry, when I'm hulking out, I'm not actually screaming and throwing things. That's, that's irritated. When I'm really angry, I'm real quiet and cold. And so I had like both of my palms flat against the desk. And I said very plainly, we've had a disagreement but if either of you touches me, it becomes a lawsuit. So uh, they they tried to convince me to leave and then how awful I was being to everybody else in their time. And I just, as I always tend to do, I just kept going, well, no. That tends to be my strategy in life is, is life keeps saying, don't do that. And I keep going, well, no, like a toddler until I wear it out. So I, I, chumba, I chumba wumba my way to victory, essentially. And I did in this case as well. And she was fuming and she wouldn't even look at the side of the class that I was on. Uh, not only that period, but in the future. And in a group project uh, where we all had to, uh, there were five of us, and we all had to blindly rate the others. I mysteriously was the only one who did not get an A uh, in that project. And it took my grade down from an A to a B. <sighs> What a weird coincidence. I don't know. I don't know. Favorite slang word or expression. So that was all. Hope uh, I didn't tire you. Uh, sorry for the voice, but uh, <laughs> right now it's late. Uh, I'm quite tired. Laying in bed. Oh, Danae, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off there because the question goes on for a bit longer. Thank you very much for your questions. If I had to say one single favorite uh, phrase or, or, or slang term, it would be, ah, fucksticks. But I don't get to say it very often. Coming up next, we have first time, I do believe, caller Rena. Hi, Jack. Hello. It's my first time submitting questions. I'm so, so good. I'm a little nervous. Okay. I decided to be brave. Thank you. And submit questions anyway. You're the best. My first question is if you are only allowed to read one book what is... for the rest of your life, what is happening? which book would that be? 
the Microsoft Encarta 95 CD. Uh, if it's if it's one book for the rest of my life, it needs to be a book that holds a lot of knowledge. Um, fiction's out, so it's got to be like an encyclopedia. It's got to be whatever codex has the most information uh, I could possibly use. Although I'm a writer, so probably I need like the Oxford Unabridged Dictionary or something to spell words if I can never... Yeah, I, th I think that has to be it, just practically. What is with everyone wanting to throw me on a desert island and take away all my shit? My second question has to do with music. Uh-huh. If I, if I could only listen to one song... What? Who <laughs> or what is your favorite artist or what? band right now? Ooh. My taste in music constantly changes, so maybe it's something you're just into right now, or maybe you have a favorite artist of all time. Right now, I, I would say I'm most listening to Electric Six, but just because it's a stressful, anxious time right now in the world. There's a lot of negative energy out there, and listening to a guy jokingly sing about how he wants to take me to a gay bar, uh, that helps me. My last question is a little more playful. Okay, thank you. I'm a little embarrassed to ask. No, no, no. Let's do this. I'm curious. What is your favorite position to have sex in? <laughs> it has been a little while since that's been asked, and the answer is missionary. I love looking at my, my partner's face while I'm inside them. It is a wonderful feeling. I just wanted to know what the Mr. Gray Knight would say. <laughs> That's it. Those are my questions. I also just wanted to say thank you so Aww. much for the work that you do. You're very sweet. You can tell that you really love, that you love, you can really tell that you love writing and that you put your heart into everything that you create and present to us and i really really appreciate all of your talent and passion oh my. so i hope you have a fabulous night jack and keep writing rena thank you so much please keep sending things in and there's no reason to break with tradition our final questions will be once again brought to us by the lovely the far more appreciated than i am and rightfully so winchy Hi, Jack. Hello. I have three questions for you. Let's do um, it. One that's a little bit frivolous and a couple that are a little more uh, thought-provoking. Okay. The first one is my frivolous one. If you <laughs> could be the forerunner bringing back a fashion trend Ooh. in the past, whether it's um, leg warmers or cod pieces or what, what would you like to see? What, what do you think would be cool to have people revisiting again? I would take the hit. Obviously, I want to bring capes back. I want to bring cod pieces back. Uh, maybe those weird pants where your thighs were all elongated, but then it was tight underneath your knees that you see like in Shakespearean uh, or, or Venetian drawings. You know, pantaloons. Uh, obviously, I want to bring all these things back, but I'm going to take the hit. And yeah, I may lose some people here because this is political. But you know what I would bring back, just as a political statement? A skinny, well-fitting tie. That's right. Black, classic, skinny, well-fitting tie. And just everyone who wears them is defying uh, President Bannon and Trump with as much, as much style and accord as they could. Proper, well-fitting ties. That's what I would bring back as a fashion trend, because we all know one person who couldn't possibly wear one. And two, we're dealing with a different world now when it comes to gender. There's mm. um, a lot more understanding and discussion about um, more than just the binary scope of things. It's really hard to figure out language and meaning. And I wondered if you have um, anything settled in your own mind as to what masculinity means to you and what femininity means to you. Mm. Um, and number three. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say plainly, I have I've had a lot of thoughts about masculinity and femininity, especially since I don't check a lot of boxes for a masculine man. I don't like sports. I'm not even gonna watch the Super Bowl, for instance. 
I don't much care for um I don't I don't much care for cars driving them or maintenance or talking about them. I certainly never look at them in my free time. Vehicles, war, these are all things that I was taught were manly and they're not. But what I've come to realize and what I what I fully believe is very simply I don't care when somebody says that I'm not masculine enough or not masculine enough. Uh, and what I mean, they obviously never say that. It's never like some guy's like, hey, hey, you're not masculine enough. It's always, you know, like, hey, you're a bitch or whatever. What I've come to realize, especially when it's women throwing it at me, is I feel like a goddamn man. I may not know what that means. I don't know what the whole Venn diagram side of male is compared to female or neutral or whatever gender matrix we're moving into in the future but i know that i am one and that i feel like one and that uh if i do it it's what a man does i'm a man and what i do is masculine because of it and my partners are the same way uh i i don't have a list or litany for things that are feminine um there there are a couple things I've talked about, like the care for hair, but of course I've met a lot of guys who were fairly, uh, very, very considered, uh, you know, just, they spent a lot of time with that. So that's not always true as well. So there's a couple things like makeup tutorials or whatnot that I would begrudgingly put into the feminine matrix category side of the spectrum. Uh, but really and truly I'm not walking around analyzing it which is why there's so much confusion and one thing that i have tried to do recently that i thought was just this wonderful thought exercise is just refer to people you don't know as they them just as simple as that anyone you don't know they them and i've really tried to incorporate it especially with my writing on the blog uh but even if sometimes if you do know the gender to refer to uh bruce willis as they them instead of him he and i have to admit i really quite like the way that it's altered it's just a small step but it's altered the way that i view gender and sex and language for me in a positive way so those those are my thoughts goodness this this is one i kind of go back and forth on um i hear that it's you know good in some circumstances and <laughs> and not good in others and and there's the colloquial definitions and and the <laughs> more um academic ones but you're you're such a smart guy and you have so uh -oh. much experience uh -oh. i'm hoping i could lean on you uh -oh. for this a bit um could you could you explain to me what dramatic exposition is how dare and maybe you. some examples of <laughs> good and bad times to use it i would appreciate that so much oh fun. um hope you have a wonderful february coming up all right, she's teasing me because I teased her that she wasn't using the term dramatic irony once correctly. What is dramatic irony? If you really need a refresher on this, they actually do a tremendous, a wonderful, uh, just set up, knock down, and even weave it into the story uh, definition of dramatic irony in Netflix's new Lemony Snickets, which I cannot recommend enough. Oh, you guys are killing me. But thank you for all the questions and everything else. I do, I do, I do appreciate it very, very much. I don't have much else to say. Next week, that will no longer be true. I cannot wait to rattle your cage and everything else. Yes, there will be a podcast on the 9th of February. Uh, real, real soon, guys. Any moment now, frankly... On the blog, graynighterotica.tumblr.com. Just search Tumblr for Grey Night Erotica. Just search Google for Grey Night Erotica. You'll find me. There's about to be so many naked pictures of women of everyday followers who want you to see them. And it's amazing. And you don't want to miss out. So please, come on by. Hashtag every woman is beautiful. I'll see you there. Until next time, bye. <laughs>